physical discipline of children, is it ever appropriate? Uh, the presenter will be Petra DeVoe, and uh, the moderator will be Dylan Purcell. That will be next Thursday, February 18th, so I hope you could also come to that. Um, so if you have any questions for Dan or Mark, uh, then please come up to the microphone and uh, ask away. <coughs> Hi, uh, Veronica Cordy-Kowski. This question is for Dan. What is the most interesting thing you learned about yourself during the process of making this film? Very good question. Um, I think what I learned about myself is that when you listen to other people, and you honestly don't judge people and just Treat everyone as a human being and listen and come from a, a compassionate approach just with every single person. And I, this is something I don't think that I did beforehand. I just didn't know that that would be such a way, it would have such a profound effect on not only how that person treats you, but just how you feel about everything happens. If, not, if you put out positive energy to someone else, it's going to come back to you immediately. And one of the things that happened on the first day of filming that was a pretty profound thing, um, we had just entered the park, and Mark, 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 remember this, we just entered and just kind of walked around the park a bit, and I had my big camera with me, and um, someone yelled out, did you film me? I was going to effing kill you. And I was I was shocked and I kind of looked over and it was just a really frail older gentleman sitting in a park bench and was just kind of surprised that that came from him and I was like, okay, uh, we're not filming, I'm just, I went over and I just decided I was just going to listen and uh, tell him what we were doing and I, so I sat down beside him and uh, uh, we told him we were just uh, here to listen to people and talk and kind of get a good information about um, what life is like for everybody, and, uh, and he started telling me his story immediately, um, as soon as I was listening, um, and he told me how he was not homeless, but he was um, trying to pay for the rent of his house by selling his prescription drugs in the park to kids, and while he was doing that, he, we were sitting there, and the kids came up, and I was sitting there right beside him, and the kids both asked me, or asked him, what's this guy doing here with the, with the, uh, the camera? And the guy beside me that I was talking to defended me, said, no, don't worry about him, he's fine. So that person who went from threatening my life in two minutes of listening to his story defended me two minutes later. So the, the profound effect that just listening to somebody can have, I felt that, that throughout this whole thing, it's just been a really profound effect. Uh, Mark probably didn't trust me with the down when I started this thing, what's this guy doing? And I would like to think that you, you may trust me now, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But I think maybe, I think I've learned so much from Mark and Marty and I, I hope that this whole thing is maybe Taught a bit about um, people like me that are trying to um, 
just kind of do, do some good and try and change things and change the way that things are hard for people around here. So, yeah. I learned uh, so many things. Right? It's hard for me to just pinpoint one thing, but I mean, it's, it's such a, it's had a profound effect on how I view what's important, even to me as a professional. Um, a lot of people, especially my business colleagues, ask me, or even how you make your money off this, you make your money, and I'm like, it's not about that at all. And that's hard to get sometimes for some business people. I mean, everyone's got to make money, and there's a, a certain amount of that that's important in life, but to me, I think about the way that I thought about how important things like money were 10 years ago in business, and now I, I honestly don't, I, I realize that things like that are important to a, uh, a certain extent, but it, it's not the goal of anything I'm involved with anymore. It's, it's, it's something that, and it's funny having that outlook on things, is having approaching a uh, project like this that has no, that I'm donating all the money from it, um, has no potential for any financial gain. When you do, when you apply yourself to something like that, that kind of good karma comes back. And there have been a lot of opportunities that came from completely unrelated to this that have come up in my business. So I have a feeling that when you just put out positive energy, it does come back to you. It's a real thing. Hi. You know, I really want to thank you. Oh, I'm Arlene Moore. And I really want to thank you for um, creating this opportunity for this film and the outcome of it. And you know, across our country, there's a lot of prejudice between the white world and the First Nations world, etc. And perhaps this bill can be put, can be, will be put to very good use to help this that, etc. And reduce the us and them kind of world feeling. Um, so, what are some of those plans? That's the first question. And the second question is. So there were two filmings done, you had mentioned earlier. So when is the third happening? Actually, there's been three, or, uh, yeah, I'll get to the, the second question first. Um, there's been three screenings, the public library, and then the movie mill, there was two, and they've, like I said, they all spilled out, that was fantastic. Um, I want to do more, as many as possible, especially in Lethbridge, because the idea with this was initially to make a local documentary so that people here would be exposed to this information and these perspectives to cause some change here and to improve the way that people are treated in Lethbridge. Um, I think that's profoundly important if this can do that, if this can change the way that the people that live in our downtown and live in our downtown area that, and even the First Nations community in general are treated. Um, so that they don't have to feel that this isn't their home. Um, and just that the the uh, the gentleman that was the um, that contacted me after seeing that trailer as a paramedic in town to hear him tell me that he feels every day that because of living here it makes him feel like he was not born in First Nations. Um, that was in the documentary actually. I have like seen that, but that's part of the documentary that he says that 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 people do that on a daily basis, that people here, not everybody obviously, but there are people here that make him feel that every single day that he's living. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people don't want to accept that's the way things are for someone else, but it's true. And 
it's something that I think that it's not everybody, but it's if we can change those people that are causing that to happen. If that if this bill can steer things in a better direction, I think that that's super important. So um, the other question. Um, for what's plans for how this will be distributed so people can see it. Um, uh, it's been submitted to a number of national film festivals um, where the hopes from those film festivals is that hopefully they take it into their film festival and show it to places across the country, but also um, those film festivals help the film get credibility so that um, Hopefully, larger distributors like maybe even the CDC or something like that, or something like Netflix would be absolutely amazing. Those are kind of out there goals for this, but but with the reaction that people have had to this, I'm hoping that they're not completely um, too far fetched. But I hope that there's a potential for proper distribution so that people that might want to just watch it in their home can do that. But I think these screenings, public screenings, are very important because it gives us the chance to raise money, and that's what we, I, what I have to do with a lot of. Good answer. I'm Douglas Mitchell, but I want to get Mark to sure. I enjoyed his dissertation as a his witness, and uh, I commend him for doing that. And uh, it's a topic that. Most of us here, I think, have been concerned about for all the years we've lived here in Westbridge. And we would love to see coming together, and your film has done much for that. However, my question really uh, doesn't relate to that at all. Us white guys are curious to know, given the present push to bring in refugees, I'm interested to know, and then there won't be just, and there are not just white guys, but black guys and yellow guys and brown guys, and how the uh, Aboriginal people feel about these new immigrants who are not white guys. I'm going to have to uh, go back again and something that uh, I realized uh, some movies or some even a cartoon movies that they, they did well, they did the best, but what I do know is uh, for my grandmother, uh, there was no, uh, from, from her, from them, I, uh, I, there was no, I didn't get it from them that this person was walking in had a different color. This person in here was uh, richer than me. This person was this person. I didn't get that from them. And it was still in her that uh, anybody, every, every, anybody and everybody is a real in the way we call ourselves. They sit down. Real people. That's that's the that's the that's the thing that I learned from, from my grandmother. Uh, it's too bad that uh, where we 
I, I can only see I can only see that yes, of course the first natives are gonna you know, not just trust these people that first fully in of the waters. Okay. And uh, but then there was also what do they have to offer? It's like me on the street. Oh, but this guy has to offer me this why. Okay, check it out. But there was no uh, really a racism there. There was no racism, such thing as racism. I don't like that word racism. Maybe it's not in me. That does happen. Um, there was welcome, there was a welcome, there's, believe me, there's a, a welcome first. A welcome first. I welcome you. I welcome your presence. I welcome what, what you bring to me, good or bad. But I said, I don't and that was that's something that I learned from my grandmother. So. But yeah, I wasn't be scared of the Hi there. My name is Dan Korkowski, and I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what I do is I educate people about mental illness. Mental illness and homelessness, but I've learned sometimes for a little bit that. What I'm wondering is how helpful is it to take the initiative and either volunteer or pay it forward to help people and the reward that I benefited through helping Woods Homes and uh, my wife has uh, helped out at uh, Streets Alive. And I just have the attitude that everybody is equal, no matter, like you say, what color you are, race, religion, everything is equal. And what, if, what I'm wondering is, what are your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm, really, I'm really fortunate to have been willing to, uh, uh, to have got, uh, uh, the lady who got me into work with uh, uh, people patient and support services. And not only did I, was I, uh, did I see some of the, I did maybe much, but the, like, there's no difference. And it got me thinking, it got me to understand the difficulties they face and how they're looked at too. And I'm new in that, and uh, I'm new in, in that thing. Even then, I learned from I took the time to really pay attention, not to look at a disability. What is it about this person's? As good as I look for it. And, uh, somehow, some way, I find something, the happiness I find that I take. They have their problems. They're, they're, of course, they, they come out with everything. It's the disability that, that, that hinders them. You know, but that's them. That's this, this person. It's a tough question there. How to, I guess uh, the time people took to uh, to accept them just for the way they were, just for the way they were, and uh, not look down on them, not even not even them. You know, be honest with them. Have an honesty towards them. You know, yeah. they do have to learn how to understand, accept their disability, and have to respect others. 
that are not disabled. Hey, Mark. My name is Brian Todd. I want to I want to magnify the question that Mr. Mitchell asked you. I was fortunate enough till the age of 15 to live beside what we call the Indian camp, Blackfoot and all types of, 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 of First Nations people lived there, went to school with us, they excelled in music, told us all up. Now, if you were to send a message, I just wrote an article that we're bending over backwards three ways for refugees from the rest of the world when there isn't one decent water clear drinking water for any nations across the country. If you were to send a message to young Pierre Trudeau's son, what exactly would you tell him? What compared to the money we're throwing around, bending 16 different ways for these refugees? I'm not against them, but our own people that own the land, that we're robbing of oil and everything else, Today, to be realistic, what exactly would you what do you tell Mr. Trudeau to do for you? First of all, I'm, I'm glad that uh, he's evolved from his dad. Trudeau, there's some things you know. I've done an arrogance in him, and uh. uh but he was, he was, he was him. So he, 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 he drove something into a field that said, oh, it's okay, we got a warrior out here. And he, his son, his son did not speak. to uh, atone for his father. Um, the refugees, and this bad part, I'll go back again now. Um, it's too bad that our almighty dollar has to bring up. Uh, we can't afford them, and we're scared of them. Okay, I live right across the river there, and I have to move into Lethbridge. I have to face a kind of uh, rent here. Okay, but this, and I could not get rent here. You know, so many places, you, you they say that they're very native, and we couldn't get rent. We couldn't get rent. I moved in here into Lethbridge at a time when I finally saw a black man walk here. I saw a good story turn around and look at this black man walking down the streets. There's black men all over the world. But because this world is a little too sheltered here, the black man or the yellow man, whatever you know, uh, this is, this is uh, traditional black people. And I feel, I, I, I'm very proud of that. But the growing check, you know, says that. It's just an acknowledgement. It's just, it's not, you know, you know really, I know God guards not totally our own land. Right? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's all our hope. That's what I want to, I sort of want to hope this thing. You know, uh, it's, it's tough to, to uh, try to maintain uh, the homes we have and 
Yeah, people are those who, when we're threatened, threatened by people moving in. Especially people who are a little threat to us, another country, another race of people. You know, uh, so, you know, you guys got a good feeling of how we felt from my grandfather's from when you guys came. It's, it's, uh, it's the one thing we have to do, it's the sacrifice you have to take. You know, they give your hearts and hearts. There's going to be good people that, that, that come across that water again. There's going to be a lot of good people. Those ones you got, those ones that will make us survive. Mm -hmm. Real assimilation will happen, as, as it should. Hi, my name is Mark Phillips. First of all, I commend you both for making this awesome documentary. The story needs to be told, and I certainly learned a lot from you today. But I'd like just to ask you, last Sunday night, a gentleman came to our door who was hungry, and he wanted food, so we gave it to him. And then, because it was dark, he kind to, and all, he was obviously homeless, took him downtown, but he did not want to go to the shelter. He didn't feel safe there. Uh, so I just want to ask you, what can we as people of Lethbridge do if, if even the homeless don't feel safe enough to go to the shelters? Well, yeah, the, the, the shelter has deteriorated from the time that I, I was there because of the increase of the, the policy of drugs that are coming out. And um, there's a younger crowd there, and uh, there's more. It's not, uh, white people are starting to be equal to native people in homelessness here. And so you're going to get that tension. So it, it is it is a rough place to be. I don't, for anybody to sober up, you're not going to sober up in there. You're not going to get that out there. You know, uh, a, lot of the, the, a lot of the people you see there are going to, uh, are, all of us are familiar with the jail system. Well, the jail system does not does not do nothing. It, it, it's just a place also to learn more backwards. You gotta watch yourself. Okay, I've been in the jail system also, and the shelter is is it's not safe for some people. The, the handicapped there because the handicapped. So they they find there's more safety in sleeping on sacks than trying to find some place to walk. It is, it is that serious at times. And we're lucky we don't have a great, great thing that. I mean, that's the truth. Um, I think I know the person you must be talking to. I, you know, I, I, I'm very familiar with the people that are in the this area. I know them. I, um, it is, I'm, I'm very happy you showed them the compassion to bring them down there. That's all you, that's all you can give them. That's all you can give them. Because if you raise it, you'll see a good thing. That's all you can do for now. For them. Achieve that compassion. You might not see what's in it. It'll start to be healthy. So we'll have some. It's a tough question. It's hard. Hi, this is James Ward. Uh, thank you very much. Um,
really appreciate. I, I would appreciate even more if I could get to see the film. I'd like uh, maybe Sackford, somebody can put it out to the email list when and where, because I'm happy to come and uh, maybe should raise the fee a little bit too. Um, but I just want to speak briefly about uh, what I feel that you've done. Uh, we've had just recently the, the final report of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, chaired by Murray Sinclair. And just like the uh, Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples reported, it's a, it's a beautiful document. It's so well done, and this uh, TRC has been enriched by testimony from 6,000 people who went through that system. So we have a better view of the truth now. Uh, we know that over 4,000 children died, and much more because they destroyed the records. And we know many things. But what I think is important is the reconciliation and what you're doing here, and what you've done, is you've started to reconcile. And by bringing what you have here today, it's a big move in that direction. Um, one of the 94 recommendations of the commission, and it's interesting to see that the federal government, the provincial government here, the university here, people have said we want to implement those recommendations. But it's one thing coming from, you know, filtering down from the bureaucracy, and it's another thing to have it bubbling up from below, which is what you're bringing here. So I have a suggestion, if I may make it. Uh, if these uh, entities are wanting to implement the recommendations that they say they are, you can be sure that the single recommendation that the residential school story and the implications following from it, which you've documented, are going to be uh, implemented into the kindergarten to grade 12 curriculum. That's one of the recommendations, that we don't have the knowledge. And I would suggest that um, there'll be a lack of resources right now. And you might approach the schools and say, I have this, and here it is, and really spread it through. <laughs> the, uh, I guess I, I guess I probably say that the uh, first of all I appreciate that very much. Um, what you said um, the, the school district has emailed me um, with um, I guess intent to of interest to see what the possibilities are of having this film shown. Um, I don't think they've seen it yet. Um, I don't think with, with these screens, I don't know. I try to meet everybody that, or at, at least see who's coming and everything and, um, and see who's coming to the film. But uh, there has been a lot of interest from um, different organizations like the, the school district has contacted me, um, the university has been in contact with me, um, so the city lecturer has been in contact with me. So I mean, getting people to see this is, um, the whole point. So I definitely, if those types of organizations are interested in showing it to, to, as part of curriculum, I think that would be amazing. Um, I that's a huge responsibility for me as a someone who put this together to have it be something that is considered educational. So um, I've done 
what I think everything I can to make it something that is worthy of that, but I guess we'll see what um, what people say. But if we thought it would probably be the worst. Um, Hi, my name is Peter Beale, and I'd like to know, uh, during the making of this film, did you get some idea about how many homeless there are in Lethbridge, and uh, what percentage of those are of native origin, and what percentage are due to alcoholism? That's a good question. I think I can maybe just have a few comments on it, but I think Mark might have some comments on that as well, too. Um, I, it, it's an interesting thing because when I was researching the film, um, going through the documents that are available, um, there is information about that, about how many people are there, um, ethnicity and things like that. Um, one of the things that was interesting to me as part of the document, and I actually brought it up in one of the interviews, um, was that there was a huge, there's a pie chart on one of the documents. and. In that pie chart, it was reasons for homelessness. I guess they asked people why they're homeless. And a huge part of that pie chart, I think it was 68%, it said other bracket. Um, there was one other thing that said alcohol. So alcohol was treated as other on this document, even though it was 68%. Um, and I brought that up in one of the interviews, and I, I got a look. I got a, like, what are you trying to do here? What, like, and I don't know why that, I don't know the context of why that was. I'm sure there was reasoning for why that was, but I asked a question about that, and it, and it was kind of not really met with the response I was hoping to get. Um, there may be someone in this room that had something to do with that document. I don't know. I'm not saying the document was wrong, um, but it's interesting how things are and I had a lot of questions asked to me. I'm definitely not the expert on this kind of stuff um, as far as the numbers and everything like that, but I had a lot of people ask me questions like that um, and about how those things are counted and things like that, but I don't know. And I, I know that there was the testing um, uh, um, by Dr. Massey that was done. And I know that there was a population of people, those 50 or 60 people that were tested, and they have data on that as well. I'm not sure if it's available, but there's a lot of information about that. As well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love for everyone just to be able to see the film so that it provides some information. That day will come for sure. Uh, we are out of time now. Um, if you want, if you'd like to ask questions to Dan and uh, Mark afterwards, I'm sure they would entertain a few. Um, well, again, uh, if we could all give them uh, thank you, round of applause.